Hi, and welcome to Average Joe's Football Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm here with laughing co-host, Tim. How's it going, everybody? Two years of doing an intro, you never don't laugh at me. Because it, like, <laughs> you nail it every time, but then there are little things that are like... It changes. Yeah. Because I get so nervous. I'm like, hi, welcome to... <laughs> I just I see your face and I just keep laughing every time because I try not to laugh when I see you laugh. Yeah, it's intoxicating. It's like happiness or you know cocaine. I mean, I do laugh at you a lot. It's pretty easy. Just your face. Just yeah. Yeah, I'll work on changing it. No, no, just your face. <laughs> no. Um, welcome to Super Bowl lead up week one. Pro, Pro Bowl week. Yeah. Pro Super Bowl week. Eve? Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl games week? Sometimes. Sure. Yeah, Pro Bowl games. We, uh, the Pro Bowl's lost its pizzazz. That's yeah. the right word for it. It just – I miss the old days when they just had some fun, and then they got mad their viewership went down. Like, just let the players hang out in Hawaii and just, just chill. Now it's in Orlando or wherever the heck it is. Yeah. Go to Disney World, apparently. So, um, crazy week for games. Both games were awesome. Um, I think one more than the other, but – Still, like no, were blow, no games were blowouts. You feel like each team showed up. Um, so we'll dive in, obviously, and go. We'll try to give a pretty deep recap on what happened. Small details. I watched all of these, both these games, and it was awesome all the way to the end. So, yep. Let's dive into the game one. So, first game on the docket: Chiefs Ravens. Obviously, and the Ravens come in a pretty, I would say, a heavy favorite, considering the Chiefs are rarely the underdog. Um, they come in, the Chiefs win 17 to 10. I wouldn't call it an onslaught. Uh, the Chiefs offense did just enough to win, but the Chiefs defense, I think, really, I mean, the, the only touchdown they had was a broken play. Lamar played beautifully, had a great ball to Zay Flowers. That was it. Uh, they didn't do really anything else the rest of the game because they just they, they got close, but the turnovers killed them. Yeah, I mean, it was a defensive game, basically. Like, there were three points scored in the second half on either side. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. It, to me, was, like you said, the Chiefs, historically, well, in the Patrick Mahomes era, it's been, we can just put up points whenever we want. And this Chiefs team is different, where it's built Mm -hmm. around the defense and Steve Spagnuolo running that defense and they completely shut down Baltimore and it, I mean, you said it last week where it's like, if Kansas city gets up and and Lamar has to throw, he's going to struggle. And like he was missing some throws. He was overthrowing some people. A lot of the Ravens were just being stupid. Like that long pass that Zay flowers had, he immediately got up and threw the ball at the Chiefs guy and looked down on him, which is an automatic taunting flag. Mm-hmm. Kelsey was, like, getting in guys' ears, and they were reacting and not keeping their cool. And, like, it was really just – it seemed to me like the Chiefs were like, yep, this is where we're supposed to be. And the Ravens were like – they just hadn't been there before, and they didn't know how to handle themselves. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, yeah. They, it was a crazy game. Like, I – like, even that same drive you're talking about where Zay taunted, he's a young kid. He's, he's a 22-year-old kid. He's incredible. He's got to mature. It was a stupid play because it ends up pushing him back. 
They still push back forward. Zay, same player, takes a makes a diving or is diving chance at the end zone. I mean, I live action. I thought he had it. Yeah. They replay it, and Ladarius Sneed knocks the ball out on like the three inch line, clearly a fumble, and then they get the the Chiefs stop it. That would have that would have been the tie of like the tying of the game. Like it, that would have been it, and they just didn't do it. And then they just got the they held they held him again, and it was just it was. It was frustrating to watch. I really, I don't like either team. It was just kind of a fun game to watch. But Zay made mistakes. You feel like I, and I the whole time I got, I'm like, I told Tim, if he, Lamar gets down ten points, he's screwed. They made the, he, he cannot function. And look at this, the Ravens. You know how many rushes the Ravens running backs had? They didn't run at all. Like it was five, six, six touches. Yeah. Lamar had but more. I mean, they're a rushing offense. Why do you think you can outpass? Lamar, and they were never down that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a seven-point game. Most are down is ten. I mean, we'll get to it. But the Forty Nineers, when similar situation, except down more, they stuck with the game they know. And look what happened. You know, you, yep. you you're down ten points. You can't just stop running the football. Yeah, that was such a weird thing to me because we, like, John Harbaugh. We've talked about him, like, especially with Jim getting hired by the Chargers. Like, the Harbaughs know how to coach. That's mm-hmm. what they. Like, that's why John has been at Baltimore for so long. And they come out, and they're the best rushing offense in the league, basically, and they don't run the ball. Like, what yeah. What are you doing? Like maybe they thought they were catching them off guard, per se. Like, oh, they're never going to see this coming. But I'm like, well, they did, and it didn't work. So, Can, can we talk about that rule, though? Like, the fumble into the end zone that then becomes a touchback for the other team. Like, that just doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't, and it's unfortunate. But what's the alternative? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, it it just seems like such a huge penalty to the offense. Mm-hmm. Like, not only do you not score, but you give the ball to the other team. And it's basically a 20-yard gain because it goes back, or 25-yard gain or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I. If there was a better – I'm always open to ideas. I mean, if there's a solution, I, I'd nail it. I just – any other place, turn the ball over, you get it right there. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe put it on a one-yard line or five-yard line or something, like, but I, I don't know. I mean, that it is kind of a gray area because, it, like, a touchback is typically a kickoff. You know, mm-hmm. why is it a touchback if they fumble? Why isn't it a – I mean, that wouldn't be a safety, but I, maybe there's an alternative solution. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it just – and I, I've heard people talk about this, and someone was referencing Belichick and the Patriots, and, like, you rarely see those guys reaching for the pylon or reaching for the end zone, and it's in large part because of this rule and how big of a penalty it is. And so mm-hmm. you Zay Flowers in this case, but whoever else in any other case where this has happened, try to make a play. And it is a risky play because you are extending the ball and the defender can just punch it out or try to rip it out, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like in order to score, all you need to do is have the ball just cross the goal line by a hair. And then mm-hmm. it's a touchdown. But if you lose control an inch before that and then fumble it into the end zone and it goes out, the other team get, 
gets the ball. Like that just that's tough. Yeah. I mean that's but don't you know my response, don't extend it. But then you don't get the touchdown. You know, it's just like it's the game's on line. What do you what do you do? Do you you risk it? Because I, I mean what happened to the Ravens last year? It's the same thing. They they were yeah. gonna beat Cincinnati and Sam Hubbard punched the ball out and they ran it back for a touchdown. Yeah. That's probably the only reason we win that game. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's just true. risky. Um but again, the Chiefs they they showed up, but it's not like you said, it's not the same team. It's 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 very strange. I mean, they had a good game. Kelsey, I don't know what happened to him the last like six weeks, but boy, did he show up in the playoffs. Holy he had like six catches in the first like ten minutes, I feel like. Did you hear he passed uh Jerry Rice? Yeah. For the most catches all time in the playoffs in the postseason. And he ain't done. He's gonna have next week. Mm-hmm. You gotta assume he's got one more year under his belt. Yeah. And you're gonna get probably twenty more catches. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have like a thirty. You're probably gonna have a twenty-five to thirty catch lead on Jerry Rice at least if you make the playoffs next year and win two games. Yeah. I, it's I, just, yeah, he is. I I think we we're giving him plenty of attention because of all the Taylor Swift stuff going on. But like as a football player, I don't know that he's gotten the respect as much as he deserves. Like he is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Yep. It, in my lifetime, it would be Tony Gonzalez was like, I feel like the first great, him and Shannon Sharp, like the two first great tight ends I ever watched. And I love Gonzalez to death, but I don't think he can hold a candle to Gronk or Kelsey. I mean, it's Gronk. I was telling Nicole how Gronk used to get the ball out of the backfield, <laughs> like run. And she was like, what? I'm like, he was a freaking freight train. I'm like, why would you? I mean, why would you not? Like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, nothing. Him and Hernandez, they just they just ran the ball on the backfield. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kelsey, he, he is a he's one of the top two tight ends I've ever seen play ever. Mm-hmm. And he's always open. I don't understand. Yeah, my my dad was texting me during that game, and he's like, I don't understand how the defensive coordinator isn't just telling one guy like stay on him like yep. he's not he's not the fastest guy on the field at all like nope. you have Kyle Hamilton who is one of the greatest safeties in the league right now don't let Kelsey off of you yep yep that's it just one on one I don't care where he's at I don't care what the play call is you yeah. just cover Kelsey and if, if if it's a run you get up on Kelsey and try to make a tackle that's it like you just you just like glue yeah because he he can't make cuts as fast as the cornerbacks he can't run faster than the cornerbacks. I mean, you got to hope it's a perfect throw from Mahomes. And even then, like, you still got a 50-50 shot of knocking the ball down. Like, yeah. it just, even Nicole, she's like, how is he open? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't. He's the slowest guy on the field running the right. ball. <laughs> yeah. He gets the ball all the time. Yeah. Uh, but this, it was a, this is the fourth out of five years the Chiefs have gone to the Super Bowl. I mean, that it's just – it's ridiculous. And then on the flip side, like, you know, like Lamar played better, uh, but he missed a lot of throws long, like 10 yards too deep. And there was the one one call in the end zone that Nicole actually got really frustrated with, with was when the three Chiefs basically ran over likely yeah. uh, when Lamar threw it. And I was like, look, I'm like, was that pass interference? Probably did likely overrun the route to the left and the ball was thrown to the right, you bet he did. I'm like, 
even if he would have stopped, pivoted by himself, I don't think he's getting to that ball. No. And then the bigger question is, why in the world did Lamar Jackson throw that ball? Like, there was no reason. They weren't in a rush. They weren't down a lot. Why? And I'm like, that. that is the big question. I was, you can look at whatever you want, but, like, Lamar had a panic attack, and he just threw the ball and uncorked it, and it was a terrible – it was awful. Yeah. That was my thought exactly. Like, I don't – whatever the call was, like, why is he throwing in a triple coverage to begin with? Mm-hmm. Like, that is Isaiah Likely. It's not – or whatever his name is. It's not Megatron. Yep. Like, <laughs> I I just don't get it. I don't get their play call. Like, Lamar is probably going to be the MVP, but he did not look like it against the Chiefs. No, because he had the – I mean, you the Chiefs, I give them credit. They held him. Like, he never took off running. Like, he did, but they weren't big games. And that's why he probably stopped. But, but that's the problem is – you that clock gets to the end and it just keeps running and running. And you're like, I can't get four. If I get four or five yards, I'm losing 30 seconds. Like I can't, I can't keep this up. Or we're not going to win. That's what happened. Uh, but he really abandoned. I barely won my bet. I needed 50 yards. He barely got it because he stopped running the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just, I don't know. It, you feel bad for the kid. Like he's like 24 years old. Like he's a, he's a great overall player. It's just, He's going to, they're going to have to, just like Josh Allen, they're going to have to find a way to beat Mahomes. Yeah. I was listening to something today. Like, do we think that this is the ceiling for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson? Yeah. I, no. I think if you, if Lamar runs that ball five more times, he probably gets 70, 80 yards and they might win this game. So I, is it the ceiling is the best they're going to get? Kind of, but he wasn't being Lamar Jackson. He was being a pocket passer, and he's not a pocket passer. Yeah. It's only threatening when you run. Like, that, that's it. Your whole game is big. Cam Newton was the exact same way. And the mm-hmm. reason he sucks now is because he can't run. And then they're like, well, you can't throw either. And there's nothing against Lamar. I, he's a talented guy, but you, you got to have one to have the other. Yeah. Like, you can't pinpoint like Mahomes and Burrow. And that's the thing. Like, Mahomes is going to be there. Like, he is 28, I think. And he, he, yeah. he has, I think, more playoff wins than Brady had at 28 mm. already. He's going to his fourth Super Bowl. He, like – no matter what AFC team you are, as of right now, like you have to play the Chiefs to get there. Yep. Mahomes has not missed a conference championship since he started. Like that's that, freaky. That's crazy. Yep. So if I'm Lamar, you have to get better at passing. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that you were going to run and so they shut you down with that and then you had to make these throws and I don't know if he was nervous or whatever it was but he just wasn't making the throws like Josh Allen he if he wants to get to the Super Bowl he's going to have to get over Mahomes the only guy that's done it is Burrow yeah that's why you don't have five out of five conference championships that's the only reason it's Joe Burrow 
Right. Like, I just, anybody in the AFC, it's just, it's like when Brady was at his peak with the Patriots. Like, it's just disheartening because it's, we have to beat this guy. And he is a completely different animal in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he probably has, truthfully, five to six years of just dominance left. Mm -hmm. uh, Mahomes uses a lot of his legs to make extend plays and things. And you got to assume by 32 and 33, that's going to start to slow down a little bit. He'll still be able to do it, but not like he is now. And so, but still, you got five or six years left of this breath. Yep. Someone's going to have to do something. Yep. Because yep. honestly, at this point, it's annoying. Yeah. And like five or six years down the road, he's going to be able to read defenses that much better. Yep. He has the arm. Like he can just stand in the pocket and become a pocket passer and be fine. Yep. Well, that's the difference. Yeah, he can run, but he can just sit there and be like, I'm going to pick you apart. Yep. I'm going to look that way. I'm going to throw the ball over there and it's going to be pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. Like do something about it. Mm hmm. So. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. And thank God he's in your division. <laughs> that sounds frustrating. <laughs> the time you beat him this year, so it's fine. All right, so the Chiefs are obviously they represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, game two, this was crazy. This is mm. got a lot to talk about here. So Lions 49ers. I, had, I didn't have actual money on the Lions, but I wanted them to win so bad. I feel like they had the better offense. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they win. The Niners went 34-31. There's so much to unpack here. So they were down 17 at one point? Yeah, it was 24 to 7 at halftime. Okay. Yeah. So they were that was the that was the tie for the longest comeback in NFL history in, in the conference championship. And I mean the Lions just touchdown, 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 field goal. I mean, it was just an onslaught in the first. I thought I would I should I would should have bet money. I was like, there's no way the Lions lose this. And you think the the Niners are going to just abandon the run, like their, their best player on the field, but we just they just eliminated McCaffrey. No, they gave the McCaffrey more touches, and the Niners just take full control of the game, make this miraculous comeback along with a couple stupid coaching decisions, which we'll go over, and they win the damn game. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Naomi and I were talking as the game was starting because. The 49ers won the coin toss and deferred. And she was like, why would a team want to do that? And obviously there are a bunch of different opinions on it. And some coaches are like, my defense is better than my offense. So I want to put them out first or vice versa. If they take the ball, whatever it is, San Francisco, I think oh, this year specifically, like they've really loved um, their defense going out first and shutting down the other team's offense and then giving themselves the opportunity to be the last to score in the first half and then get the ball back to start the second half and score again. Yeah. And so they were trying that, except Detroit went down in like a minute and a half in their opening drive and scored. Yeah. And then they got the last points in the first half because San Francisco screwed up. And then when San Francisco got the ball to start the second half, Detroit held them. So, like, all those things Detroit got. And it's just they, they had the game. And they did. you have this aggressive coach, and kudos to him for sticking to who he is and staying aggressive. But, like, 
and we're going to get more into it. Like this is the conference championship. It's not just week nine in the regular season. Yeah. No, Campbell blew the game. That that's it. I mean, they made mistakes on defense. They couldn't hold an eye as it did in the first half. Campbell's stupidity blows the game because you kick that I'm specifically talking about the fourth or the what was it, fourth and like five, and they were in field goal range. Like really good field goal range, and they just didn't kick the ball. That's the game. That's that's the tie. You lose by three. And it's just hard to I get the aggressiveness. And it's like, you know, when you make a stupid decision, but you gotta kind of just own it because you don't really have much of a choice. I think that's what it is. It's like that's what he's it's like he's living by this like screw it, let's just go for it. I'm like, I but like you said, it, it's a conference championship. Like, I get it. Fourth and one on the one, yeah, go for it. I agree. Like fourth and five on the twenty-five. I don't think that's the hill you die on. I just don't – I don't think that's what it is. I think it's about where he was. Yeah. I don't – he blew it. He blew the game. I think I saw someone said mal – mal coaching or what did he say? Like malpractice insurance. He said something along the lines of like that was like some of the worst decision-making, almost to the point of like he was trying to lose the game. Now, granted, the one fourth down, Josh Reynolds just dropped the ball. Yep. Because that probably also seals the game for the Lions if they could burn five more minutes in the pocket score. So it wasn't all Dan Campbell, but he made the he made the last stupid decision. Yeah. I mean, the devil's advocate to that is if he converts those fourth downs, they win the game. Yeah, that's true. Like you're 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 on San Francisco's neck and you push down. Yeah. If you convert those fourth downs. And it's so I get it, but I, like they had one in the third quarter, which I think is the one where Josh Reynolds dropped it. Where if you kick like San Francisco had gone down and gotten a field goal, I think so it was twenty-four to ten. It's you're in field goal range and you you go for it, but if you just kick the field goal, you're back up seventeen points. You're back up three scores, and there's seven minutes less on the clock or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not giving San Francisco a whole half to come back. It's now a quarter and a half or whatever it is. So that one was weird. The fourth quarter one was weird. The thing that I think is the most egregious to me is when they're down 34 to 24 and they're going, they're about to score and it is under two minutes. And oh they, my God! Yeah. They run the ball on third down, and they have to burn a timeout because they don't score. Like that timeout is the game. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't use it, like if you just throw and throw an incomplete pass, and then they ended up scoring on fourth down, and you save that timeout, they get the ball again. Yeah. As long as they hold San Francisco's offense, but like. That's the one where I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, if if the offensive coordinator is calling a run there, you, Dan Campbell, need to be like, we're not running the ball. We need yeah. these timeouts. Like, I did say that to Nicole. It was like on the two-yard line. The announcer was like, he said this thing about not running, and Nicole's like, why would he not run? Something I said something along those lines. I'm like, well, if they stop him, I mean, it's done. Like, you can't. You're done. I'm like. He's not that I literally like said the words that like, he's not that stupid. Like there's no way. And they run it. <laughs> oh my oh my god. Like, Cause I'm like, you let's do the opposite of what a logical person would. 
he's going to run the football. <laughs> then he ran the football. You're right. That would. I mean, yeah. And they held him. They they did. They went one, two. They were, it was fourth down. They were going to have to punt. Except there was three seconds left. So Purdy just dropped back, took a knee, and the game was over. Instead, there's 40 seconds left. And they get the ball back, and then they get a field goal. Yeah. It's eventually. I get sticking to your guns, but like also people realize you do that shit. You know, you got to eventually change up. Like, well, they're probably expecting me to like the coach in Waterboy, where he's like, no, we think, we think about faking the past. I don't know what's going on. Like having a panic attack like that. You got to almost outthink them. Cause it's like, they, you, you know, that they know that you do dumb crap like this all the time. So like they probably, I, I'm like, I expect to run, but he's not that dumb. Right. No, he is like, he literally ran the football. It was, I forgot about that until you brought that up. I think I blocked that out of my memory. Cause yeah. Well, like, oh, I still got a chance. Nope. Well, in his interview afterwards, he was talking about um, how he was telling the guys, like, we we don't know if we'll ever be back, but this used it in the offseason to, like, keep working hard, keep lifting, stay in shape, whatever it is, because we don't know if we'll get back here. And it's like, you're right. Why did you make those calls if you yeah. don't know you're going to get back there? Like, yeah. Because their division, like Green Bay, has a really good shot to win the division next year. Nope. They looked amazing. And I'm not saying Detroit's going to fall off a cliff, but, like, this is a game where you could have that hangover effect where it's like, man, we were right there and we had it mm-hmm. and we blew it. Yep. It's like, uh, it's like when you start a Microsoft Word document, you get all the way to the end and you forget to save it and it deletes, you kind of like, I really don't want to do that again. <laughs> you right. just, just lose your job. You're like, I don't care. I'm not doing it. You know, it's a principal <laughs> thing. That's a Super Bowl hangover. Like, you get so close. You're like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I, I'll i be fine. And that, that's that's the best description I've, I've had many times in my life. Yeah, so the 49ers did win the game. <laughs> yes, they did. And it, I think – the thing that was most impressive for me because they did not look good in the first half. No. Hurdy's running was great. Yeah. He did really well. Like I think he had three first downs just running the ball. Yeah, he had better rushing stats than Lamar did. <laughs> he really did. Five carries forty one yards compared to five carries fifty four eight carries fifty four yards. Yeah. Like I I get the I get the criticism that he's received the last couple games because he hasn't looked great in the playoffs. But when they've needed him to make a play, he's made a play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're heading into this Super Bowl that is the Chiefs and the 49ers, which we saw four or five years ago, whatever it was. And the 49ers had it, and Garoppolo missed a pass. Oh, yeah. Like... I don't think Purdy is missing that pass if he's given the opportunity. No, I, I agree with you on that. It's it, it's it's the same team. You just added McCaffrey and Purdy, really. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Purdy, Purdy gets all this crap. I'm like, dude, this guy shouldn't even be in this position. And, you're like, if this is a first-round pick screwing up, okay, cool. He Golf is a first-round pick. He beat him. Jordan mm-hmm. Love, first-round pick. He beat him. Like, mm-hmm. they're – I don't know how you're giving this kid grief. I, I don't, I don't, I, not you, but you know, just in general, like, I, I don't think like, you sucked him. Like, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't understand. I'm like, how are we having this conversation? Like Lamar is a Lamar is a two hundred million dollar quarterback, and he lost because he couldn't make any throws. Mm-hmm. First round quarterback, no one blinks an eye. But but and the whole thing is like everyone thinks he's like his whole career is built on stilts and he's gonna have some collapse. This kid had Tommy John surgery last year. He came out better this year than he did last year. Like he's only gonna get better. He's still yeah. a kid. This is what second year in the league. Like, yeah. like what he's gonna get paid. He better get paid. He has to get paid. And I just I don't understand the criticism. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I I I mean he's such a cool story and I think it's going to be hard going against Mahomes in the Super Bowl, but like if he's able to win that, he should get paid. I think he should like we need to start giving him some benefit of the doubt. Like mm-hmm. he has lost what five games since he's been starting. Yep. Like, how's Justin Fields doing? Yeah. How, how is Mitch Trubisky doing? How is like pick your first round quarterback that hasn't worked out? Yeah. Purdy has like an eighty percent winning percentage. <laughs> like, I could just start rattling me. Like, I'm like Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Josh yeah. Allen has struggled. Joe Burrow can't stay on the field. Like. I, I don't know. Uh, that's where it was a third round pick. Baker Mayfield, like Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was all day. Like, yep. Carson Wentz. Sam Brad or Sam. Anyway, I, I could just, it doesn't matter, but you're right. It's just, it, he's better. And last year, I could have seen that as like a fluke. And then he tore his arm, and I'm like, dude, this kid's not coming back. Like, there's no way. And he comes back and does better. I'm like, I think he solidified. Because the team didn't change. It, right. They didn't add anybody significant. Like, they added Chase Young at the trade deadline, but that's really it. Like, this is the same team, and he's doing even better. So, I'm not sure what else they – I'll take Purdy. You don't want him? Like, give him to me. Right. Like, I'll pay the kid. I don't give a crap. Like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I will be rooting for the 49ers for sure because I, I think this would be such a great story for him to win. And McCaffrey, I feel like – He's busted his butt for the last, like, seven years, and this is a shot. Yeah. I saw something right before we got on because McCaffrey's dad, Ed McCaffrey, won a Super Bowl with the 49ers. And Mm -hmm. so it would be, I think, the second father-son duo to win a Super Bowl with the same franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it was Mike Shanahan and McCaffrey's dad have won three Super Bowls. And so this will be Shanahan's son and, obviously, McCaffrey's son, uh, which was was such a really – Cool story. I feel like there's so many little connections in these games that with coaches and players and all that. Like you just don't you don't know. I mean, it's hard for the, the common folk to like put all these things together. Especially like you and I weren't, you know, like when McCaffrey has a kid and we have kids, kids are growing up, we're like, oh yeah, that was McCaffrey. <laughs> it's dinner time, it's four o'clock. You know, like yep. that's that's what'll be us. You're already eating dinner at four o'clock. Come on. I eat at like five thirty, you heathen. <laughs> but it is getting slightly earlier because I get hungry, so <laughs> I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was the Lions will be back. I think. I, I think they. I was telling Nicole, I'm like this team has hit on every damn draft pick they have had in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Like, if you trade away your, you think you trade away your 11 year franchise quarterback to all these picks, you're like reboot. No, it took it took what two years to reboot, and like they they hit every, well, Laporta's a beast. Yeah. Hutchinson's amazing. 
St. Brown was a, what, fourth or fifth round pick. Like, Josh Reynolds was a throwaway from other teams. He left Tennessee. Like, even Jamison Williams, like, you have these amazing players, and they still have picks. Yeah. Like, I think they're even better now. If golf can keep this up, I, I don't – the sky's the limit for this team. I hope they're, I hope the next five years is fun for them because it's it was fun for me to watch a non-expected team to be in this, you know, conference championship and actually root for it. And they're keeping their offensive coordinator too. So yes, like that's huge. Like we mm-hmm. saw what happened with the Eagles losing both of their coordinators. Like golf gets another year with this guy. Like their offense was already amazing. Yep. And so they're still going to be good next year. Like Dan Campbell gets another year with this defense, like instilling this culture. Like I think they will be good. It's just Green Bay is nipping at their heels. Yeah, and they go, they go, they go up by a team though. I mean, you got you, you have your running backs. You don't need a running back. You got your quarterback. You could probably use a star receiver. Mm-hmm. I would take if T. Higgins fell in my lap, I'd take him. You know, like Jamison Williams has been good, but he's not been great. Like I'd put uh, Higgins and Brown on my number ones and let it run. Like you can go buy yourself a team. Yep. So I, I don't blame him, but so we have a official. The official Super Bowl is the Niners and Chiefs. Uh, two weeks, so what, 10 days away now? No, 11 days away now. So we're coming up on that. Uh, so that's pretty much it. It's weird. There's only two games to talk about. This is uh, It's fun because we're getting to the conclusion, but it's also very sad because we're going to get to the conclusion. Right. It yeah. is nice because you we watch the two games, and I'm like, okay, I don't have to watch any more games and, like, prep those or anything. Yeah. Oh, there were only two games. You know? And now I want to watch more games. How about how about five games? Let's do five yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I'm prepping. I got my outfits from other sports. You know, my Formula One Red Bull fully attire. I, I told Nicole I was going to buy a full on um, jumpsuit that they wear, and she's like, "It was like two hundred fifty dollars." And I just even my crazy butt was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that." <laughs> like that's yeah. crazy. Well, um, how many times would you wear it really? Huh? How many times would you wear it really? Uh, I don't know. Give or take twenty. <laughs> Because that's how many races there are. <laughs> I did buy a hat and a shirt though. Actually, they're very nice. But I'll probably the shirt I'll probably wear out because it actually is nice. But mm-hmm. I digress. Uh, but obviously, this is the this two weeks you'll see the most. This is like this is the beginning of the off season news where they start milking everything, like trying to get that last bit of like sauce out of the jar, and you can't get it. Like that's what we're dealing with as far as the media. Um, so a couple, there are a couple big things this week going on. It will pass you know, seven days. Um, for starters, uh, Arthur Smith, who was the offensive coordinator for the Titans, and then he went to be a head coach of the uh, Falcons, who did not pan out, is now going to Pittsburgh as their offensive coordinator, which if I'm Pittsburgh, that's a pretty good pickup because when we had Arthur in Tennessee, he that was the year Tannehill went to the uh, AFC Championship game. So I think it's a great pickup for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, they need something on offense. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what he does because he didn't handle the quarterbacks well in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the Pittsburgh quarterbacks are that much better. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I would not be surprised if they dealt Pickett to somebody like, I don't know, Chicago as a backup and uh took Justin Fields. I mean, I you got to do something. There, there's if you are a Pittsburgh fan, which I don't know how you are if you are. And you go in the next season with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett competing, I just I I am blindly angry. Yep. If I don't at least try to go after somebody, I'm not saying trade your franchise draft picks away. Historically, that never works out. 
Uh, go get Kirk Cousins. Go try after Baker Mayfield. Like, that'd be a good F you to the Browns anyway. If you sign Mayfield, beat the crap out of him. Like, go after someone. At least show your fan base. Like, look, we recognize what's happening. We are aware. Uh, we're going to try to fix it. Because they made the playoffs. Like, yeah. If with, you just, with an okay quarterback. Yeah. Like, get Garoppolo. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I. It is a great hire because Arthur, like I like Arthur Smith as a coach. I think he is a good, mm-hmm. um, just a good coach, a good coordinator. So uh, it sucks that he's going to Pittsburgh, and that yeah. they'll probably be better for it. But yeah, I know. I try to keep my, I try to keep my opinion out of it. It's just very or my hate for Pittsburgh. That's probably the better way to put it. But I, I try to be neutral. But it's very hard. But yeah, as, as far as a pickup, it is. It is really good. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then, obviously, you mentioned uh, earlier Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions, who it's funny because I told Nicole, like, Seattle's just waiting to interview this guy, and now they lost. It'll happen. And 24 hours later, he was like, ah, I'm good. I'm going to stay. I'd probably throw a wrench in their plan. Uh, I, so, I mean, so he'll stay. I mean, for the Lions, that's great. I, I think it's wonderful. He's probably like, look, I got – apparently he was asking for, like, an enormous amount of money. And yeah. which I get because he's like, he probably doesn't want to leave. He's like, I'll go, but you're going to have to pay me. If you don't want to pay me, I'll stay one more year. I'll do it again. And then you're going to pay me next year. Yeah. So, but, I mean, who's left? Like, it's Washington and Seattle. Is that it? I think that's it. Um, I think if I'm, if I am Seattle, I'm going after Mike Rabel. Um, <laughs> he can build a culture. He did it in Tennessee. We were a, still losing a franchise, but we were really bad off before he got there. And he, he's a defensive guy. Seattle's a hard hitting old school defensive with a defensive game with a good running game. That is, that is Seattle football. That's what Mike Rabel does. I mean, he, he can do that. Get him a good coordinator and let him run with it. You already have a team in place. I'm going after Mike Rabel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking beforehand, like this could be like, we could go into next season and Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll do not have head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing on Pete Carroll about what happened? Exactly what happened? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I told Nicole because she was really upset with the Seattle brass, and I'm like, I don't know why they would cut Carroll. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's you know he's done well with what he's got. So apparently, after week eight, I think it was specifically like right at the trade deadline, Carroll told the Seattle brass he was going to retire at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So they started making plans. Well, then after the last game of the season, Carol was like, oh, yeah, I changed my mind. And they were like, no, like that was like three months ago. Like we've already we already have plans. Sorry, but we'll keep you on as, you know, a consultant or something like that. So, wow. He asked to get out. Interesting. Okay, Yes, which made Nicole a lot happier than them just beating the kicking the gum chewing guy out of the right. Right. So that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bigger thing, and I was saving this for last on purpose. So Belichick goes on hire, which if you don't read into it, you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Seven, three-year-old coach, whatever. So he only got like one interview, and it was Atlanta. And apparently, from what I read, he asked for full control of everything. Again, in Pitt, or Pittsburgh, in New England, he was the GM and the head coach. And he pretty much just did whatever he wanted because after like two Super Bowls, you're like, all right, man, just you can just draft whoever you want. I don't care. And no team is willing to give him that kind of control. And I mentioned we talked a little bit before the podcast always, but I mentioned that this would have happened two years ago. He probably gets control. 
but it's no one wants to say it, and no one I'm the only one brave enough to say it. Is Belichick is not that great of a coach. He's just he'll go down in history as one of the greatest. But you see, he had a, he had a top ten pick. He drafted his quarterback, and he's fallen on his face multiple seasons in a row. And he might I bet he'd be a hell of a defensive coordinator. I mean, probably amazing, but. I think he's a good coach. He's a terrible GM. Like that, I don't know. I've never seen him be separate. Maybe I, I need some. I need some proof. Yeah, but like, it is, it is true. Like, since Brady left, that offense in New England has been terrible. Mm-hmm. And Belichick has picked all those guys, and the the defense has been fine. I mean, they were. The defense was good this year. They were, like, one of the best last year. Mm -hmm. It's just he doesn't know how to build an offense anymore. if If he is demanding full control, like, if I'm the owner of a team, I'm looking back at New England post-Brady and being like, Bill, I can't let you build the offense. Like, especially in Atlanta where everything is there, like, if he wanted to change things, like, yeah, Bijan's not actually the kind of running back that I want. Like, no, you're, you're yeah. not. You're not getting higher here. Like, yeah, exactly. And you look at and then people are like, well, still Brady lost the goat. Oh, look at the Buccaneers. I mean, they lose the goat. And granted, that last year Brady was on. He was he was struggling, mm-hmm. but Baker comes in and does even better, and they make the playoffs and win a game after Brady leaves. Yeah. And you, you're not gonna tell me Baker Mayfield's better than Tom Brady. So what? What, what you got, New England? <laughs> I got, I got facts. It, it's all lined up. I mean, it's it's very clear he 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 didn't know Brady did whatever he wanted. He didn't know what he was doing. And yeah, I, I don't blame him. Maybe Bill can ask for the world because he doesn't need a coach. He's fine. And I, I'd be, I'd like to run into him like during like a hobby during his retirement just to see what he actually does outside of football. Because if he's married, like. What what else would he do? You think he's like woodworking and things like that? Like on on the next week, on next game. Yeah, I'm sorry, old Alley. What what's he doing outside of football? Well, I think their networks that want to hire him as a broadcaster. Which from from what I've heard, like he is actually a personal mm-hmm. guy outside of football. I. They'll have one of the highest ratings for the first like three weeks because I will watch. I, I I don't care about football. I just want to watch Belichick yeah. talk. Like, yeah. have you seen? Have you seen Ted Lasso? Yes. Yes. So it's like putting Roy Kent on the freaking the <laughs> show where he right. just like he's right. not going to talk or he's just going to lose it. <laughs> like well, he's not going to respect anything these guys are saying. <laughs> it's just yeah. like you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> well, I remember um, Nick Saban was. I don't know if Alabama was out of the playoff or he was helping with NFL stuff or whatever, but he was on a broadcast. And, like, I hate Nick Saban's, like, mid-game interviews because he just seems like such a dick, like, to the reporter and everything. Mm-hmm. But on a broadcast, he's great because, like, yeah. he, he knows so much about the game and he can talk to people. Like, that's how he's been successful with his job. So... Mm-hmm. I would imagine Bill is similar, 
where like if it's not about winning games, it's just about watching football. Like I think he would be really good. Yeah, I liked him. He played a really good character in The Blind Side as himself. He did a really good job. Very personable. <laughs> like he was like very like funny and like he had like two lines or a couple of lines and he was hilarious. I'm like that's kind of funny. Like um, I don't know. I just I I would I would watch. If Belichick gets hired, I will be all over that. I mean, I've seen him do the interview where, like, it's all, like, the NFL top 100 grace, and they're telling stories, and he's a lot more talkative then. But I just – it's hard for me to imagine that man. Like, he doesn't even smile. No. He just looks like he hates his life. I think it would be hilarious because ever since Brady, like, faked his retirement and then actually retired, it's been – he has a gig at Fox or NBC or whoever it is to be the commentator. I think it'd be hilarious if they put Belichick and Brady in the same booth. <laughs> Dude, I would, that'd be, that would be, that would rival the Manning cast for me. Yeah. Belichick and Brady, like on their couch, like on different, oh my gosh, I'd bet I, that would be amazing. That would be the only thing I could think of to rival the Manning cast. Just because not even be better, just, just you got, it's must watch TV. Right. But, like, what are they going to say? Who knows? Yeah, it'll be just be Brady, Belichick just and Brady is just talking, talking, talking about Giselle or whatever her name is, and yeah, it's very confusing. All right, all right, Tim. What else? Let's go over the uh, yearly awards. Yeah. So ahead of the Super Bowl, so next Thursday is the NFL Honors, um, which is just their yearly awards, and they. I don't, I don't know why they started doing this right before the Super Bowl because it, I guess it's just another way to milk the media thing. But oh, yeah. anyways, we are going to go through um, those awards and just kind of pick who we think. Um, I know there are a lot of favorites on everything, but we're just going to give our takes. All right. That's so right. the first one that I have is defensive rookie of the year. Okay. okay. So we have Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr., Jalen Carter, Kobe Turner, and Will Anderson Jr. So we can take turns on this too. We can run yeah. through it. But I, my gut says Will Anderson. Um, I don't know why Jalen Carter is even in this conversation. He did not have that good of a year. Joey Porter, I think, stat-wise was decent, but I think he actually was a bigger – factor on the field and the stats are going to show. I mean, he's just, he's, I now that's one. I remember his dad playing. His dad was a beast, yep. you know, and then Witherspoon was explosive, but unfortunately for this, like, you know, the Seahawks or Seahawks, the Texans made the furthest. I think Will Anderson had the most impact. So I, I feel like Anderson kind of got to win it. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Yeah, the, the odds right now have Jalen Carter as the favorite, which is interesting. Wow. Um, which, I mean, like, Philly's defense fell apart in the second half of the year, so it is surprising. But he, like, the beginning of the year, he had a, he started out really well. I yeah. think it's Anderson. Like, you – it's supposed to be a regular season award, but we all watched the playoffs, and we saw what Will Anderson did against Cleveland. Like, he's a monster. So, mm -hmm. I think it would be him. I will say Kobe Turner – Many people probably don't know who he is. I didn't. He's on the Rams. And what the Rams did, like, it's nice that he is getting some appreciation there. So, yeah. I will mention him. 
I didn't. I don't know who that was. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Next one, and or uh, offensive rookie of the year. Okay. I think this one is. It's easy, but this is probably one of the. Never mind. It's not easy. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'd say I stand corrected. So, honorable mention: Laporte. Laporte is a beast. He's a home run hit. I, it's insane. J- Jamar Gibbs. Did you know that him and Montgomery, the first, is like the first time in NFL history, two running backs on the same team have been a thousand yards uh, from line of scrimmage, yards, a thousand plus yards from scrimmage and ten touchdowns apiece. I did see that. That's I great. I know, that's a full sentence. All right, cheese old Pete's. Um, I, I think this comes down to Nakua and Stroud. Um, you know, week 12, 13, I'd be like, Stroud, Stroud, Stroud. Nakua set a rookie record. I think he might have broke the – no, he didn't break the Rams record. That'd be Torrey Holt. Um, but he broke the rookie receiving record. I mean, he like 1,700 – some crazy amount of yards. Um, and – I know Stra- – this is the problem. is regular season, Puka Nakua should win this award. Mm-hmm. But I think CJ Stroud wins it because it's the what he did in the playoffs. Yeah. You're not supposed to count it, but it does count. Right. Yeah, CJ Stroud is the favorite um, by a lot, actually. Like, he's minus 1,000 and Puka Nakua is plus 450. Which Wow. Yeah. But – I agree with you. Like, Nakua had an all-time rookie season, and he deserves some accolade for that. The thing with C.J. Stroud, like, he didn't look like a rookie. No. He was a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Like, not just a top-five rookie quarterback. Like, Mm -hmm. he could have – like, he made the Pro Bowl. He could have – like, if he had kept going, I know he had that concussion or whatever. Like, could have been in the MVP talks with how he played. So Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Like, so, I, you, so Stroud's yeah. your pick, too? Yeah, I'm going Stroud. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next one, I have uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. So, this one has – um. I got it pulled up here now. I yeah. can go through if you want. TJ Watt, Max Crosby, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Deron Bland. All right, you go first on this one. Okay. So I the favorite is Miles Garrett. So I'll just say that. I think Deron Bland was amazing. Like obviously setting the record for pick sixes in a season. And it well, she had it in like week seven. Uh, is crazy, but he fell off um, down the stretch of the year. Uh, Max Crosby, Micah Parsons, like, they both had really good years, but, like, the Raiders didn't make the playoffs, and then the Cowboys, again, regular season award, but we all watched what happened in the playoffs. Cowboys got blown out. So Mm -hmm. I think it's between Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt, and – um, you know, I I think Miles Garrett dealt with some injuries. Like I I just think it's going to be TJ Watt. Oh, we finally disagree on one. That's refreshing. <laughs> uh, I got to go Miles Garrett. 
Uh, I feel like this defense was number one all year. He was dominant. I This is probably his best year so far as a Brown. I just – like you said, everything else is – they went to playoffs. It's, all, it's a regular season award, but it's not. Um, I, and I, th- I think – I think a lot of tensions to put on Cleveland's defense because when Watson went out, what they did. And so I think Garrett will, I think Garrett will win this award myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Offensive player. We have McCaffrey, Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Lamar, and Tyreek. So I will cross off Lamar and Dak right now because I Dak better not win this after that complete crap show in the playoffs. Lamar's probably going to win MVP, so I'm going to knock that out. So I think you're stuck with Tyreek, CD, and McCaffrey. I... If Tyreek would have stayed on pace and broke 2,000 yards, I think it's him. I I, I think it's got to be McCaffrey. I, I, I He's just... like Especially, like, he's so talented, even down 17, that Niners like, we're going to give him the ball anyway. He's going to run for 90 yards and two touchdowns, which should have been three touchdowns, except he got awkwardly tackled and landed on his head. We had to come out for a pledge to make sure he was okay. So I think McCaffrey wins this. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, Tyreek, it sucks because he got hurt and just didn't finish the season very well. But it was his to win. And then CeeDee Lamb had – I forget what game. Was it the Detroit game where he just went off? Like like 250 yards or something like that. Like, it was ridiculous. Everybody knew Dak was throwing to him, and he was still open and catching balls and everything. Like, he had a great year. I just – he didn't start off the year that well. So, I agree. Like, I think it's McCaffrey's. Like, you lead the league in rushing. He had – that stretch of like 16 games in a row where he had a touchdown, you know, he had, what is it? 14 rushing touchdowns, seven receiving touchdowns this year. So 21 touchdowns. Like that's insane. And then I'm trying to look his stats up. Here we go. Um, Oh, come on. Give me the, just give me the whole year, man. Here we go. Games. Really? This is, this is how you're going to do this. I'm blowing it, Tim. Yeah, 1,500 rushing yards. Yeah. 14. I mean, this – and two fumbles out of all of that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Tyreek, again, if he doesn't miss, like, two games, he probably breaks 2,000 yards, and this conversation's over. But it didn't happen. So, it's got to McCaffrey. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do comeback player of the year next. We're going to disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> So we have Tua, Demar Hamlin, Matt Stafford, Baker Mayfield, and Joe Flacco. So, all right, this is where like people think I'm a dick. So, I'm glad Demar Hamlin is alive. <laughs> let's just let's just get that out there. He's not the comeback player. He barely played. Like it's not like he came back and like what he came back and like. No, I can't. No, you know I'm gonna say it. I don't care. Like Ryan Chazier gets hurt. It's 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 awful. The I, the man is lucky to be walking at all. It's a blessing that he's even up and moving. I'm happy for him. But like you wouldn't name him the comeback player of the year just because he was on the sideline for Steelers games. Demar Hamlin. That's how he was. He barely played. 
So I don't know. I feel like you have to have like so many snaps to even qualify as a comeback player, right? Am I? Am I? Am I speaking? Just focus on the last part I said. <laughs> the, the number. Don't you have to like have play enough snaps? No, he played. I could play as a comeback. I don't know. Like, I in my gut, this this should go to Flacco or make Baker. Probably Flacco. Yeah, I mean, so Demar is the favorite, but Flacco is right behind him. Yeah, like, he he died on the field. He died. Did you see the meme where Joe Flacco being like, "Why couldn't you stay dead?" Oh my god! I forgot about that. What? He's like, he's, I forget what quote it was, but he's like, "Why didn't you just stay dead?" Because oh he would have won the comeback player of the year. We have to. Oh, guard. sorry. It's we so have to guard. <laughs> so please. Um, but no, yeah, it's got to be Flacco. But Hamlin, Hamlin will win. Yeah, Demar is going to win because he died and came back and played. Yeah, but Jim, uh, Flacco was living in his mom's house on a couch, and he came out and won a playoff game. So. He didn't he lost the playoff game, so <laughs> deal with it, Tim. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I in my gut says if if it's just football, Demar Hamlin is not the comeback player. If it's a good story, then Demar Hamlin is the comeback player. I just like Joe Burrow tearing his ACL, missing the season, come back and taking the Super Bowl. That is the comeback player of the year. Not the third stringer almost died in the field. All right. No, I'm sorry, he did die in the field and he came yeah. back. Let's move on from this so people don't realize how heartless you are. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad the guy's alive. It doesn't, Sorry, it doesn't seem like you are. I just, I, I can separate the two. It's just <laughs> silly. All right. We have coach and MVP left. I think the coach is more interesting. So let's go to MVP and save the coach for last. I don't know why I thought you were like, I think that's more interesting. We're just going to skip that. I'm like, what did you say? Yeah. Was interesting? Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. MVP, we have McCaffrey, Dak, Brock Purdy, Lamar, and Josh Allen. It's got to be Lamar. Yeah. He, he just had too many rushing yards. This was his, probably his best passing season of all time. Um, he had a three-to-one touchdown ratio. He didn't turn the ball over. He turned the ball over seven times. He rushed like crazy. Like he he literally carried that team on his back. There were so many games where he was the lead rusher. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is a conversation. Allen sucked for eight games and then he came out of nowhere. McCaffrey is amazing. He just didn't do anything above and beyond. I mean, if a non quarterback was going to win it, this is probably the year. Again, if Tyreek breaks the 2000 mark, he might win this. McCaffrey does something cool, cooler. He might win this, but I, I think it goes to Lamar. Yeah, I mean, this is – it's not called the quarterback award, but it really is. Um, so, McCaffrey, I think anytime a non-quarterback is nominated, that is because they had the best year. Like, yeah. McCaffrey really should be the MVP because he had the best year statistically out of anybody, but he's not going to get it because he's not a quarterback. And then you mm-hmm. throw Purdy in there and – they end up splitting votes because they're on the same team. So he's kind of out of luck. Um, yeah, I mean, Lamar is the heavy favorite. 
Because yeah. Dak, okay. like Josh Allen, like you said, didn't have a great stretch. It's got to be Lamar. Yeah. I think if it's not Lamar, it's got to be McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. No, I, I especially them going to the Super Bowl. That I think that gives them a chance. Uh, but yeah, if it's not Lamar, it's, it's McCaffrey for sure. Yeah. All right. And then coach, which I think is very interesting because there are a lot of good stories here. Um, so the coach, we have John Harbaugh uh, with the Ravens, D'Amico Ryan's Texans, Dan Campbell Lions, Kevin Stefanski with the Browns, and Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. Why is Kyle Shanahan on here? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I you coached your incredible team to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you take both him and Harbaugh out because you have the two best teams. Like, they're going to be fine. So it's really, um, you know, Ryan's, Campbell, and Stefanski. I mean, my gut says Stefanski with D'Amico Ryan's being a, a second, like a close second. I mean, yes, D'Amico did something that's never really happened with the rookie head coach and rookie quarterback winning a playoff game. But, like, Stefanski was on, like, his six-string quarterback. He hired someone that nobody wanted to hire off – Literally, his mom's couch watching football, and they still were the. They were barely. They almost won the division yeah. with M, the potential MVP Lamar, and it was it was insane what he did with that offense, going through all these quarterbacks. It has to be Stefanski. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all three of these guys, like Dan Campbell taking the Lions to the conference championship, is incredible. Like mm-hmm. getting. Not only their first playoff win, but multiple playoff wins in 30 years. Like the just grit and the toughness that that team showed is great. But I do think he's third out of these guys. Mm-hmm. And D'Amico Ryan's like, I, I don't feel like the coach of the year always goes to the best coach because, like, I think Belichick only won it once, if at all. Yeah. So, like, I think. If I were picking a coach between Stefanski and Ryan's, I would pick D'Amico Ryan's just because he seems like he knows how to handle guys and everything. But like you said, with what Stefanski did in Cleveland, like losing Nick Chubb in the first couple weeks for the season, being on your fifth or sixth quarterback, and like they dealt with a lot of injuries and trade away some guys, like he, he deserves to win it this year. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not saying it's not close. D'Amico's close. Mm-hmm. Again, I, all I can focus on is why John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan are even on here. Yeah. Like, no one's putting Andy Reid on this list. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, Lamar wasn't hurt last year. Not, nothing happened extreme to this te- these teams. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I was looking at it. I, I would have thought the Colts coach would be on here, but he's not. That's true. I mean, yeah, that is, that is true here because they about made the playoffs. Yeah, which, I mean, maybe that's why he's not, because they did make plans. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That could be it. Um, yeah, I, I think Stefanski wins. This one's a, I think this one's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But I, if D'Amico wins, i also be like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, he yeah. did some, that's the first time in NFL history it's ever happened with a rookie head coach and rookie quarterback. So, mm-hmm. And that happens a lot, too, as far as the, that matchup, because you get these teams that have top picks. To fire their coaches because they were terrible, and then the new quarter, you know, coach comes in. So that's a it's a pretty cool thing considering it, there's a lot of opportunities for it to happen. At least I'd say two or three times a year, you probably have that situation. Yeah, 
And like, it's crazy to me because they could potentially have coach of the year and the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yeah. That's called a good GM and good drafting. That's a heck of a turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of the massage therapist and all of a sudden they uh, started drafting people well. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's not massage therapy. He's a massage predator. My, my mistake. Sorry. You had to get that one in there. My, my words get all jumbled when I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in there. Yeah, one last pop shot. Mm-hmm. We're Two. not going to talk about it next week, so it won't come up. Somehow it will, I, I think. <laughs> Happy ending. All right, I'm done. Okay. Anywho, well. That is, again, I don't know whose week is called. It, it's, it's some weird hybrid week where we first get that first experience without football. Then we get one more taste, and then we're sad. Yeah. Until Mike throws his draft party again this year, and we all wear hats. Yeah. I think it's fun. I'm doing it again. I don't care. There's also spring football this year, right? Yeah, I'm cute. Yeah, they, the U was XFL and UFL combined. Yeah. Um, to make a team, make a league that the NFL won't touch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they did hire like two a handful of players. I, I'm curious if they can make it good. I'd be curious. It'd be fun. Like when McCarron went in there and just tore it up, it was fun. But like you need like four AJ McCarrons to make this thing competitive. You you can't yeah. you can't just leave it with like two good players. It's just not fun anymore. Right. So I, I might watch it. I don't know. It, it's hard to get behind. Mm-hmm. It's like watching two bad college teams. You just you're like I I can't. Right. Right. Some of those well, games I went to this year, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, that's – yeah, hopefully they're better next year too. But, no, I'm going to focus on just watching Formula – that's Formula One in French. We yeah. we have learned how good you are at other languages. <laughs> you French? We? We we are not French. <laughs> <laughs> you got peanut butter stuck in the roof of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Seriously. Well, All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, uh, Tim. What 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 time are we doing this Sunday to make me disgusting food? Yeah. What what time does the Pro Bowl start? I don't know. Good question. This is where we take our TV time out. Hi. Do you have night sweats and want them to stop? Try something I can't think of the name of. <laughs> I don't know, Tim. That was a great ad. Uh, yeah, start to three. So let's start our live stream at three. I'm in. Let's do three o'clock. So okay. Yeah, so we'll be live streaming the Pro Bowl on Sunday, uh, mainly so you guys have something to watch with Mike's punishment because the Pro Bowl won't be that entertaining. It won't be not at all. That that is that is true. I so tune in and watch Mike eat gross stuff. I don't know what I'm eating yet. I'm I'm so nervous. I don't know what you're eating yet. Like Naomi has to. Prep the menu. Oh gosh! Yeah. Tell her if she's cool, I'll make it worth her while. <laughs> That's my wife. You're talking about. I give her like three bucks. Okay. <laughs> well. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. Well, so something else that we talked about um, is because we're doing the cracker thing, right? Where we crack? Oh, with crackers! All the food with crackers. Yeah. Well, so it's like she's making a gross thing and putting it on a cracker, and you're uh, eating. That's fine. Sure. Why not? So we've talked about where if you guess it, you get some kind of reward, like you get a game in the season pickums next year or something like that. 
but I need to get something. So if you guess it and get it right, but then I eat it, you don't get the game or something like that. I'll make it worth your while. Do <laughs> <laughs> something real nice. <laughs> now that was sexual. <laughs> It'll be tender. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we think. I, yeah, we, we could, if you want to think on it, I, I'm fine with that. Um, so you're saying I have to guess, and if you decide you want to eat it, mm-hmm. then I you don't, don't get the reward, whatever it is. So I have to, okay. We'll talk. Why don't we talk about it on Sunday? We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll, we'll, we'll hack it out. Yeah, I'm kind of clearly bad at pick them, so I don't want to give you any advantage. You, you don't need any advantage. I need like ten games, and then we yeah. might break even at the end. So you need a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> I need a lot. I can't go three years in a row. I'll have to retire if that happens. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tune in on th- at three. Uh, I'll, I'll be streaming on Instagram. Um, and maybe I can talk to him to streaming it on Facebook. So we can have two going. Um, and then we'll have an episode next week before the Super Bowl come out. Just to, you know, really dig into the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift the whole time. It'll be fun. You know, I'm just going to sing Taylor Swift songs. And Tim has said he has an outfit. He's going to dress up in for Taylor Swift. So we're excited about that. Yep. Part of the punishment, but I'll deal with it. Luckily, we do that over Zoom, so you guys can yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for yeah. Be sure Thanks. to follow us on social media so that you can watch <laughs> the stream. Yeah, follow the Instagram. I'll, I'll have it up and running. Come on with Facebook up and running, so we'll stream that. Um, post and reminders, written, all that stuff. Yeah. What'd you say? The post reminders, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 3 p.m. on Sunday. Check us out. Um... And then we'll recap the Fortune Bowl next week. That's it. Okay. We'll see you guys on Sunday.